Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They will be taking your calls and speaking with a different guest each week. You are encouraged to call in and share your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Are you ready for your dose of hope? You are listening to Pause I Am Radio. And welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I'm your host, Robert Brining. Jeremy Dunn is with me this evening. How are you, Jeremy? I am exhausted, I have to tell you. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you are. You had a busy week. Oh, my God. We did two shows yesterday back there. One at four, one at eight, and we rocked it. We rocked it. You know, I got to tell you, Daniel, yeah, he's all magical and, and fun and everything. But you know what? I am the glue that keeps that show going. I'm the one that keeps the thing on. I'm the one. <laughs> Boy, I just started sounding like a diva just then, didn't I? A little bit like Daniel. No. <laughs> a little bit like Daniel? Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. So, so, so tell us about the big announcement that happened there. Oh, Because, yeah. you know, we had Dab Garner on last week who was telling us yeah. about the big announcement. So yeah. tell us then. So, so what it is is a new bear is was introduced and um it is for the ladies actually and uh some men who are dealing with breast cancer it is a new pink dab the AIDS bear and the bear will be pink and uh the ribbon will be half red and half pink so um on the on the shirt and everything so it's very exciting so and this uh, bear, the, oh, I'm sorry guys oh no what were you going to ask I was going to say, so this bear is specifically, if you purchase this bear from dabtheaidsbearproject.com, you will be able to, it'll actually, be, the money that you purchase the bear with is donated to pe- women and men living with HIV who need to get mammograms. It's correct. Correct. Okay. Or or even, but, or even yeah, so, you know, it's, you know, for survivors of breast cancer, you know, all, it's the same thing that they're doing with, uh, that Dab is doing with the HIV side of the house, he's also now adding... The, um, the breast cancer piece to all of this. So it, it's, it's, it was really kind of neat to uh, see the bear and to see the, the reaction from, from the audience, too, when they got to see the bear. And what did they say? How did they react? Oh, they loved it. They thought it was great um, because there are a lot of HIV-positive women out there who are dealing with breast cancer. Um, and uh, it, it, it just made sense to, to bring this in because, you know, it's it, breast cancer and HIV are probably two of the largest, um, uh, the, two of the biggest issues that are health issues that face, and, and heart disease, of course, that, that face women today, especially women of color. So. Right. So I think that's important, um, you know, that he did that. And kudos for that. So go to dabtheagesbearproject.com and purchase your new 
Um, is there a new name, or is it still called Dab? It's still going to be called Dab. The Pinky Dab. <laughs> yep, it's the Pink Dab. Cool, cool. So, yeah, you guys can yep. check that out. Jeremy just put the link in there. Um, I actually, this past week, when I was speaking um, with Dab, when we did the interview with Dab on last Sunday, I was actually in D.C. for the ADAP um, conference that is put on by the ADAP Advocacy Association every year to bring attention to the ADAP waiting list. And for those who are listening who may not know what ADAP is, it is the AIDS Drug Assistant Program. And last year when we actually had this conference, there was close to 10,000 people on the waiting list. And I'm pretty sure that this year there was close to less than 700 people on the waiting list. And then just yesterday in my Google alerts, I saw that Georgia has put an end to the waiting list that was in their state, which is so exciting. What, well, but how did they put an end to it? That I'm not sure. I didn't get in. I didn't uh, get to read all the details, but I saw it in my um, in my newsfeed saying that you know what I mean. It was that they ended it. I, I didn't get into the details. I posted it on my Facebook page. If, uh, if you go to the ADAP Advocacy Association Facebook page, it's there as well. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to actually read it. I just posted it because I saw the headline, um, and I know that people would be interested in that. So you can go to my page or wherever it is, and, and Google it, and you'll find it. I'm sure. Okay, so here it is. Obamacare. I love this. Obamacare and federal grant allow Georgia to eliminate the ADAP waiting list. Look at that. Isn't that awesome? So thanks to Obamacare and a timely federal grant, Georgia health officials say they have completely wiped out the nation's longest waiting list to get life-saving HIV medicine to the poor. That's fantastic. Right. So they got, they got a grant of about $8.43 million out of $80 million um, targeted for ADAP waiting lists in 25 states. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm Yay. really um, excited about that because, you know, as a board member of the ADAP Advocacy Association, that's like a tongue twister right there. Um, uh, you know what I mean? It, it, that's what we do. We strive to put an end to this, and, and every year that we do this conference is to bring attention to the waiting list. And as a board member, I think that there should not be a waiting list for any kind of medication in the United States. I think it's ridiculous. We're the richest country. It shouldn't be happening. Um, but... On to the next note, I do want to mention about some shows that we have coming up for this um, next month in September. We will not be doing a show on Labor Day weekend next Sunday. We will be off, so enjoy the holiday, and we'll be returning on the 9th, where we'll be speaking with Dee Barrazzo, who we met at the um, International AIDS Conference, and she's going to talk about um, what it's like to be a trans woman and be HIV positive. So I'm excited about that, because we haven't really talked with a lot of um, transgender individuals who are living with HIV. So I applaud her for putting her face out there and, and you know, sharing her story. On the 23rd, we will be speaking with Timothy Ray Brown. He'll be returning to the Pause I Am Radio Show to talk about the new foundation that he launched during the IAC. So I'm excited about that as well. And then on the 30th, we will be speaking with Mama Rogers herself, Jamaris Rogers' mom. She's going to come on and give a mother's perspective of what it is like to have an HIV-positive child. And, of course, to be Jamar's mom, what's it like to do that? So, I mean, we met her at IAC, and she's nothing but love that hugs. Oh, you know, she I, I love her. Yeah, I, I really like, do. Awesome. You know, she's, she, she can walk into a room, and it's instant sunshine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> yeah. Instant sunshine. 
I think her personality could could blow Isaac back out to sea. Mm-hmm. This, Isaac, the, the the hurricane. Gotcha, honey. You were like wondering. Who I'm sorry, I, I didn't have a I didn't have a button to make the the the, the, the audience laugh. <laughs> <laughs> we need that. We need a we need a laugh track. <laughs> yes, we'll be getting some side some sound sound effects. So when I brought it up before, you didn't want them. You said it was stupid, so I didn't get them. No, <laughs> so we'll now we some, Yeah, now we yeah, now some we laughing need them. and some applause. <laughs> exactly, applause and laughter. <laughs> oh God! So uh, before we um, talk about what we're doing tonight on the show, um, I wanted to also mention that in an upcoming um, issue of A and U Magazine, uh, they're going to be doing a feature on Paz I Am and myself and. Um, I'm kind of really excited about it, so if you would like to offer a testimonial about Paz I Am and for the radio show, um, we would love for you to send it to uh, the show at Robert at Paz I Am, and I can forward it to uh, Chip, who is actually writing the interview, writing the article um, on Paz I Am. So, um, again, we're looking for that. I'll send an email out to Paz I Amers um, through the week, but I'm kind of really excited about that to actually, uh, you know, get Paz I Am up in A&E Magazine. Oh, that's going to be awesome. I, I think that's great. Um, so once it's out, because, people can go to aumag.org and, and check it out. A-U-M-A-G, aumag.org. .org. There we go. Aumag.org. So, yeah. I put it in the chat. And I think that's the November issue, I think, but we're not definitely sure. But it will be an upcoming issue, and I'm sure once you once it comes out, I will be able to post it. It will be on Facebook and Twitter and Paz I Am, so everybody will be here about it. Um, if you're listening for the first time because you're um, really interested in our, our guest this evening from the Stigma Project, I want to let you know that we also do run a social network that coincides with um, the radio show, and you can go there and find support and talk to other people living with HIV, read stories, discussions. We do group chats and things like that. So go ahead and you can check all that out at posim.com. So do you have Pause anything I else going on, Jeremy? Oh. Do I have something else going on? Well, um, I have two more days left in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm moving on Wednesday. Wow. Off to, off to New York City. Oh, are you excited? So I'm thrilled, yes. And, and Charlie's excited. And we're, we're just, she keeps, you know, every time I say New York, she um, jumps up and down and and puts her ears up. She cocks her head a little bit, you know. She's she's my she's my girl. But um, but no, very excited about getting up there and getting settled in, and um, and just really really excited. So I I think we have our guests on the line. Yes. Yes. So, um, let's see. Let me tell a little bit about them first before we bring them on. Uh, tonight we'll be speaking with the founders of the Sigma Project, Chris Ritchie and Scott McPherson. <laughs> Um, the Stigma Project is an up-and-coming grassroots organization that aims to lower the HIV infection rate and neutralize the stigma associated with HIV and AIDS through education and awareness via social media and advertising. If you're on Facebook, you have probably seen their images. Um, I think one of my favorites is uh, is the, the rubber ducky in the soap saying that dirty is for laundry, not for, yes. you know, an HIV status, and the Toto one with... Uh, I can't, why am I drawing a blank right now of her name? Dorothy. <laughs> I am drawing a complete blank. And then the one with the elephant. Like, there's so many awesome images that they're doing, and, and we're going to talk about that 
During the second half of the show, we're going to actually open up the phone lines and allow you to call in to either ask the guys a question about the project or to share your story of, um, you know, of being stigmatized. So please uh, join, help us in joining Chris Ricci and Scott McPherson. Are you guys there? We are here. here. (laughs) Great. We're excited to have you guys with us. We are excited to be here. Did I butcher any of your last names? Say that again? Did I butcher any of your last names? No, No. you got it right. All right, cool. So, um, first of all, thanks for joining us this evening um, and taking time out of your schedule. Um, I have to say, and I'm sure Jeremy is going to echo this, the campaign, the project is amazing. Um, You're making waves all over the Internet with your images. Um, I just think it's awesome what you're doing. Well, thank you so much. The uh, the amount of support we've gotten um, thus far is really remarkable, and we are so grateful for, you know, the everybody's support thus far. And we're, we're just looking forward to the future with everything that we plan on doing. So, cool. If we can um, start off with um, a little bit of background of of each one of you, um, you know, when you were diagnosed, if you are HIV positive, and, and kind of, you know. Your, a little bit of your story so people can get to know you a little bit better. Um, well, I'll start, I guess. This is Chris Ritchie. Um, I am um, HIV positive. I was diagnosed last year. Um, and uh, basically, I, um, I kind of went through a period of time prior to diagnosis and after diagnosis where I was just in a very bad place in my life, um, just very depressed, and then, you know, just becoming and finding out my status being HIV positive, I um, I didn't realize how much internalized stigma I had. Um, I thought of myself before as a pretty progressive person. I thought I knew a lot about HIV. I had an HIV positive best friend, and um, after, you know, <laughs> getting getting read the paper that said reactive, I was just kind of like, I don't know, it just all went away. I mean, I just, I can't even tell you how how different things were. I mean, of course, if you're HIV positive, you know, it's like in that moment that everything just changes. And um, it took me a while to get used to that. And um, I went through a big roller coaster ride right after. So, um at any rate, uh, I'm in a much better place now, to say the least. And um, I don't know. Uh, we're do- we're doing great things. So, and then Scott, I don't know. Well, um, I'm HIV negative, um, and that's I think that's a, a plays a big part in our our slogan, um, which is live HIV neutral. Is that we kind of form this based off of the idea that um, there's a lot of HIV negative people who don't really they don't care. They don't. They don't. Um, they don't have an interest in learning about HIV because they don't think it affects their lives. And especially since it's you know it's it's kind of it's lost its news presence because people aren't dying from it anymore. And it's a bit of a um, you know I think that that's where a lot of stigma comes from is obviously from the negative side. And bring like being able to bring these two statuses together and. Um, to kind of help teach each other because, you know, there there are certain things that HIV-positive people do to, to stigmatize themselves. 
it's almost like we we really have to kind of work together and and that's the um that's pretty much the whole concept behind the campaign interesting this is jeremy um nice to have you guys with us so I actually have one of your cover photos on on my Facebook. It's the Dorothy. We're not in 1984 anymore, um, only because I'm a Wizard of Oz geek. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I, I did want to touch a little bit on the uh, on the pause on pause stigma. Um, how do you feel about uh, you know when when pause guys want to stereo sort? And um, and and really kind of keep it to themselves. How, how you know I I see what what the what the campaign is doing for um, especially you know changing perception from uh, the layman who don't understand HIV. But what about what because you did you did touch on say you know pop guys do kind of stigmatize themselves, which is true. So are you planning on doing anything? to tackle that aspect of stigma? Uh, go ahead, Scott. Uh, well, I, I mean, just, just some things that, that I noticed um, in um, just just because I, as far as my background, just, you know, I, I'm the um, I'm the creative director for The Advocate and for HIV Plus Magazine. So um, I have a bit of a, you know, I, that's how I became so educated on HIV was that I had to read all these stories that I was, you know, laying out into the magazine. And, right. um, so, but a lot of the things that I've learned um, from my perspective is things like, um, you know, I mean, things from like a, a, a tattoo of a scorpion to present their, the fact that they have HIV, to me is to me is stigmatizing. It's just equally stigmatizing as those ads in, in France uh, a couple of years ago of people sleeping with scorpions. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I mean, I think that we will be touching on the, the pause-on-pause stigma. You know, I've seen it within the HIV-positive community here, the people that, you know, they zero sort, like you said, they only want to sleep with people that are also HIV-positive. And it, and it comes from, you know, in the 80s, there was a whole group um, of HIV-positive men that felt like it was their duty to do that because they wanted to save you know, the negative people from becoming infected. And so that was a way in which they could do that. And so I think it's important for us to address that now um, because there... I think just because of all the different types of HIV. Like, there's, there's, you know, there's different, different HIVs. I mean, for the most part, the spectrum of the ones that have different resistances to certain drugs. So it's not exactly like you're just... Yeah, I mean, it's not the same, it's not the same as it was in 1984, and that's where it really we bring it back to is, you know, we've got to talk about HIV today as it is today and not what it was in the 80s, you know, because it is entirely different. We have to learn from our past to to, to learn from the mistakes we made then, but also to learn what worked then. And, you know, some of the things that worked then are not going to necessarily work today. And so we're just trying to, to use that kind of approach when we come at things at this point in time. Okay. We're still so new. <laughs> We're still a baby. <laughs> We're still a baby. Yeah. How long? How long has the project been? Like, when did you launch the project, and how did it start? Started in February. February. Yeah. Um, the first graphic we made was um, was the one that says "Cino Status," and that had the man with the blindfold on, and and that one was um, 
And that's kind of what sparked what the second project was going to be once we um once we determined that. And so that was in February yeah. of this year. And how did how did the, the project itself come about? Like, how did you guys meet? Did you guys know each other beforehand, or? Yeah, you know, um, Scott and I met through friends um, a while back, and we just stayed in touch uh, because we both had mutual, like, very similar backgrounds. I mean, Scott's very much an advertising, marketing, uh, visually graphics kind of guy, and I'm a marketing kind of guy and branding, but I do it from, you know, fundraising and non, you know, consulting perspective. And so we, that's how we actually just started talking, you know, because we both had so many similar interests. And then um, after I was diagnosed, I, uh, I didn't tell Scott for a while because, you know, I, I still was having problems telling anybody really. And, you know, I told Scott in, what was it, December of this year? Of last year, yeah. Last year. And um, I was so scared to tell him, and then I found out that he was actually one of the least stigmatized uh, people that I knew when it came to, came, uh, to HIV. He actually asked me, first thing Scott asked me when um, I told him my status, he said, what's your viral load? And I was like, what? <laughs> well, I feel like most people usually are so, you, mean, you get the, the, the general, I'm so, oh, I'm so sorry, or, you know, or what does that mean? What, what What's next? And Yeah, and I, you end up consoling someone when you're positive more than they're consoling you because you're like, I'm not going <laughs> to die next week. Um, so. so so then the, I guess from that point on, we pretty um, we pretty much just, like, would um, come up, he would tell me his stories, like you said earlier, about um, different, you know, stigmatizing events that happened to him, and we would... Um, Kind of just sit at my computer, and which we are doing right now at the moment, and um, <laughs> and really um, kind of look at different visuals and look at we're looking at past um, organizations campaigns, and no one's really people have addressed stigma, um, you know, minimally, and but no one's really hit it head on with um, the, just pretty much telling people the language that needs to be used when it comes um, to HIV, the the different types of um, of of different perspectives people have or perceptions people have based off of you know miseducation or, or uneducation, um, and we just started playing around with graphics on, on Photoshop, and that's where Scene of Status came about, and mm-hmm. um, and then that was from that point on it was. Um, I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of insight came from the fact that. Um, we all know that in 2008, the presidential election landscape changed dramatically uh, because of Facebook and because of social media. And both Scott and I know that social media is very much a, a big player today. You know, nobody really was using social media effectively that we could see anyway. You know, I didn't see a lot of stuff coming across my news feed whenever I was first diagnosed that was addressing stigma. I didn't see a lot of stuff that was, you know, appealing. But I do remember in 2008 that I would see a Shepard Fairey image of Obama Hope. And that was appealing to a younger generation, but also it transcended age. You know, everybody remembers that Hope image. And it was knowing that, 
visual visual graphics, if done the right way, and you strategically put that in with your messaging and your branding and the, what you're trying to say and teach people. And so that's how we kind of like came up with this strategy, if you will, of what we wanted the organization to do in terms of social media and media and culture and, you know, just in order to start the conversation effectively. Um, so that's how the organization started. And, you know, it's become what it is because of social media. And, you know, that's, that's the whole point is, you know, everybody goes to their Facebook to see what their friends are doing. They see what their friends like. They see what their friends are reading and on the news. And that's where you can do things is, you know, if you can engage and cut through the noise, as they call it in marketing, um, the other marketing noise, um, then then you're you're doing something effective and you're getting your message out there. And the more shares, you know, the more things can go, pardon the pun, viral, and um, really go global and we can really do something and, and spotlight the conversation again on HIV and get people wanting to become engaged again and wanting to care that are not necessarily caring today that are negative, you know, negative or positive. Let's let's change the landscape and let's change the way things have been done because it, whatever was being done before wasn't working in my in my opinion as as well as it could have been. And I think that that's one thing that we wanted to do. So, so I hope that answers the question. <laughs> it certainly does. Uh, so, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. Our generation is like, our, just, our generation is, is, you know, we have short attention spans. We live in the, in the age of Facebook and Twitter. And, you know, you've you got to get people's attention quickly. And yeah. that's kind of what we're doing right now is, is with these graphics. Is, is, has these, they're very minimal and, and they get your attention so that so, we're able to get your message. Have, have you thought about um, possibly partnering with um, Manhunt, Adam for Adam? You know, because it, 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 that's where you see all that stuff, right? That's where you see the um, I'm clean, UB2, you know, all that, you know, D&D free, UB2. Have you thought about uh, getting them to put these images on those sites? Where I think, quite honestly, you're going to have you know you would have a greater impact. Um, you know, we actually have thought about that. That was one of the first things that we um, thought about in terms of you know getting the clean UB2 out there, but we haven't done it yet because the first approach we were going to do is, you know, what if we just, you know, instead of the porn sites that advertise on there, what if we just try to buy advertising there? But, you know, we haven't we haven't yet done that, but it's something that we do plan on reaching out to them in the future mm-hmm. about, if that makes sense. I think... Oh, so go ahead. So we've actually had... We actually believe, like, we've had them, believe it or not, reach Grindr. out to us. Grinder has reached out to us about advertising with them. Um, so it's actually something that I think everyone wants to to work on together. So that's good. Yeah, because uh, you know, it is when you're you know a single gay man and you happen to be HIV positive and you come across all this stuff, it can get pretty demoralizing. So then you stop. Then they stop going out to um, these hookup sites, 
or they'll just stop going out completely. Uh, what about doing this in print also and putting some of these images in bars and, and restaurants and coffee shops? Mainstream. We definitely want. I mean, the whole. I think we we want to advertise to the mainstream, not mm-hmm. not like um, not you know where a lot of these these um, HIV organizations they advertise in HIV magazines, or they you know you don't you see them mm-hmm. few and far between in the mainstream, and I think that's the most important place where you can actually educate people and um, and yeah. and raise awareness. So we definitely plan on doing a lot of um, print and and other types of uh, media outlets yeah. for. For that, so I, I see this being very effective, um, not just with the gay bars, but also with the straight bars. You know, where people go and you know, you put it up in the bathroom over the urinal. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, like, uh, but like Josh Robbins. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, I was just at the, the conference this weekend in D.C. for ADAP, and one of the speakers was actually from Walgreens, and I was actually unaware that actually Walgreens has HIV-specific Walgreens. Um, and you walk in, it's like a normal Walgreens, but they specialize in HIV and stuff like that. And I know they do a lot of, like, events on testing days, and I know that they have partnered with, like, Greater Than AIDS. So maybe um, that could be something that you could reach out to them as well because they're very, like, involved in HIV awareness and stuff like that. So that could also be somebody you could reach out to. Yeah. Or a billboard Absolutely. would be even great, as Coffee Man says in the in the chat room. A billboard, did you say? Yeah. Oh, those. We'll be uh, playing on plenty of billboards. We <laughs> we have billboards, and yeah, billboards are coming. <laughs> Yay! I want to see one in Philly. <laughs> well, um, you know, just just so everyone is aware, uh, this project, you know, Scott and I do this all like volunteer. This is definitely mm-hmm. something. I've actually been unemployed since um, December and I just started a consulting uh, job um, in uh, last week. So um, finally I'll get a little bit of money. But overall the amount of money we've spent on this project thus far is only like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And um, you know we just feel very proud of the fact that we've been able to affect change and start the conversation with so such a little bitty budget and while it has cost us extra i mean so much man hours, man hours and you yeah. know work and brainstorming and you know all of that um it has been you know extremely effective and we're looking forward to once we finish the development of our merchandise store, which is going to be, you know, where we launch our um, clothing line. And, you know, once we have our nonprofit status complete and can start soliciting for funds, we just, we're, I'm so, I cannot tell you how excited I am about the kinds of things that we're going to be able to do. So, yeah. So that was, that was going to be my next question to you was, um, do you have a 503 503C, 503B status. Um, Yeah, that's what it is. I don't know. (laughs) It's a bunch of letters and numbers. (laughs) Exactly. There's there's a 5, there's a 0, there's a 3, there's a uh, whatever. I am so tired, guys. I I have to tell you, I was was just performing um, this weekend in Florida. We did two back-to-back shows and got up 
We had a very late night last night, and I've been on airplanes all morning. So you'll have to forgive me. My energy is I'm there. I'm almost there. But then I, and then I look across the room, and I see my dog on the bed, you know, sound asleep, thinking that's where I should be. Um, <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, one of um, one of if, go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, oh no, I was just going to ask the question of um, if people wanted to get involved and they wanted to send you money, can they do that, and and how would they do that? Well, once we get our five hundred one c three completed, you know, we just finished putting together our board of directors. Um, we actually, I, I have a big report and update that I'm sending out to them on Monday. And once we have a bylaws meeting, we're actually going to file all our paperwork and start that process. And um, once we get the letter back from the IRS, then we can start soliciting for money. Until then, we cannot take money. That's why we can't launch our merchandise store right now today because if someone was to purchase something, it could jeopardize jeopardize us and our 501c3 status. So... We we are we, if people want to be you know involved. They're welcome to apply for our ambassadors program, but right now we can't accept cash. Now you know I can give my personal bank account information out there. <laughs> That's about it. And that is that is not tax. So tell us about this ambassadors program. Um, well, basically, the ambassadors program is, you know, our it's going to be a group of individuals that are selected from around the globe, um, literally, that will help us fulfill our mission and our vision of a world that lives HIV neutral. Um, we're going to get tremendous amount of insight from those individuals on stigma in their communities whether it's, you know, the African-American community, the Hispanic community, the state of Tennessee, the uh, country of Germany, you know, because stigma is going to be different in all of those places, you know. Um, stigma exists in all of these places because of different reasons. Um, so one of, one of the ways in which we hope to gain insight on a global scale is from these individuals, but also a way we hope to to expand our social media presence and our um, just overall presence around the world is through these individuals. So they're like a little seeds. We're planting a little seeds around the world to help you know spread, <laughs> spread the the idea of HIV neutrality. They're pretty much local representatives of their their city or region. Um, so they're they'll be given, you know, information on stigma, HIV, so that you know if if they are, they're basically going to be educated and informed and up to date on all the information that we get and that is out there, and they'll be called upon in a volunteer basis to to answer questions, you know, if there's people in our community, they're they're going to basically be one of us in their community, if you will. Does that make sense? I don't know. Uh, I'm trying. 
Are you tired? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. You can totally do this all the time. <laughs> no, so so if people want to get involved, they can go to uh, the stigmaproject.org and apply to become an ambassador. I know I'm definitely going to be doing that um, after the interview at some point. Um, they can also follow you on Twitter, and your Twitter is at stigma underscore project, correct? Correct, yeah. And then they can also find you on Facebook by looking up the Stigma Project and sharing your images and, and, and your stuff there, and that's how they can get involved, you know, as, as a normal person who maybe not want to be an ambassador and put themselves out there. Exactly. We're kind of just inspiring people. We're bringing out the inner activists in people to want to, you know, change things and, and share these graphics. Like, we, we, we actually, you know... Um, we want everyone that, that goes to our Facebook, like people, we, sometimes we get messages, people asking if they can use our, our graphics, but that's the whole point is we want everyone to use it, you know, everywhere as often as they can because that's the only way it's really going to be effective. Right, I agree. So um, real quick, I'm going to open up the phone lines. If anyone has a question here for the for the, the guys here, you can reach us at 347-215-9442 and press 1. Um, if you have a question or a comment about the project or if you'd like to sh maybe share your story of um, maybe being stigmatized or, or you have a comment about it. We would love to have you call into the show, and you can do that now. Um, who comes up with the images and the ideas for the images for uh, the project? Is that both of you? or It's 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 a combination of both of us. Um, I mean, I do the, the designing. This is Scott. I do the designing just because that's, that's what I do. Um, I know I – and um, it's a lot of brainstorming. I mean, a lot of times I'll, I'll come up with something and they're just – and Chris kind of helps with the copy. It just it wasn't quite right. You know, the um, the words weren't working. They weren't as, you know, anti-stigmatizing as we wanted them to be. And then he um, definitely helps with a lot of the um, the brainstorming in that aspect, too. And, and what Basically what the image is, you know, what, what would be the most effective image in that? And we kind of just come up with different, well, ways, and different ways in which we could with Clean UB2, for for instance, you know, we were both like, you know, well, I was like, clean is just a very awful thing. It is very stigmatizing. And so, you know, sort of bouncing ideas off of what's clean and, and what's dirty. You know, so we were like showers. And, and then I was like, shower, uh, rubber duck. Uh, yeah. What could be, like, funny and isn't talking down to people because, hey, I used to say, are you clean whenever I was before I serial converted, and I didn't know any. You know, people cannot. They will not open up their minds to wanting to change their perceptions if they feel like they're being bullied into bullied it. into it or scolded like a child. So you know, the whole idea behind Clean UB2 was, how can we do this to where people are like, oh, that's a cool image, and then they're like, oh. Clean UV too. I say that, but but they're open to changing their minds about it because they don't feel like we're judging them for doing that, you know, because we're trying to to open up the conversation by something that's kind of humorous, if you will, like a little rubber ducky, and then and then inform in the copy. So, so it's, it's pretty much a brainstorm. We just we do a lot of brainstorming. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, that's, that's a good thing. Um, the, the title of tonight's show is Live HIV Neutral. Can you explain what HIV neutral is for somebody who may not understand that? Well, if, if, they, um, if you need to ever, if you ever need to, like, 
find out what ASOE neutral means. We do have it on our website, and then, but for the most part, I'll even read it to you right now what it says. Um, it says, HIV neutral is a state of mind regardless of your status in which you are informed and aware of the constantly evolving states of HIV and AIDS. Living a neutral lifestyle is being a visible advocate in the fight to end HIV and the stigma that strengthens this. It is putting emphasis on the humanity of all people and not casting judgment because of their status, positive or negative. It is standing up, speaking out, and educating others. Simply put, it is being able to make informed decisions about your social and sexual health. Because HIV is now classified as a chronic manageable condition, treatment is now focused on people living full and healthy lives. To to truly live HIV neutral, we must begin shifting towards a new way of thinking about HIV and AIDS, um, moving away from thoughts full of death and sadness and towards thoughts of life and hope for the future. That is HIV. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. In a script. In a nutshell. That's awesome. So I I have a confession, you guys. Mm -hmm. And um, I lifted the words off of one of your images and put them into into my scruff profile. (laughs) (laughs) Did it work? Um, I have to tell you, um, I get such a wonderful response from people uh, yeah. that that when they read it, and it's the it is the one where it's oh, what is it? Um, it's it's the one I'm not dirty, helpless, being punished, victim, sick, an addict, a whore, dying. You know, I I, I, I took those words. I I did too. I I mean I I. Love that one, and I put put it right there in my profile for everybody to see, and uh, and they love it, and they love it. That was kind of the um, that was the the big like what would you call it the crescendo or the big uh, the finale to our summer campaign that we just wrapped up. That was kind of we wanted to kind of um, take everything that we tried to to say and the different graphics throughout the summer and then kind of um, embody them into one single in a nutshell in a nutshell so yeah so yeah the um, the response that I get is overwhelmingly positive and uh, so and I and I also give you credit and tell you tell people go well go to this website go to stigma dot uh, stigma project dot com so so kudos to you guys. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> Well, thank you. You know, that that actual graphic has been one of the most controversial in terms of user comments on Facebook because there was a lot of people that, a lot of sex workers, sex workers that were upset that we used the word whore because they're like, I am HIV positive and I'm a whore. And, or, you know, a lot of people that like, what if I am promiscuous and, you know, I'm also HIV positive? Or what if I am this and this? Why can't I be both? And that, but, you know, when I interpret that graphic, it's not that you can't be both. Because, hello, my name is Chris Ritchie. I, I identify as an addict because of, well, I'm in a program <laughs> for Crystal Meth. So, you know, the the point is, is, you know, too many times people lump everybody into one group. They stereotype the whole group as, you know, everybody that's HIV positive is all of those images. But why can't we just be HIV positive and why can't we separate that out from all of that? You know, let's just talk about HIV being HIV positive. My, I am not defined by my status. 
and my status is not defined by all of those characteristics. So that was the whole point of everything. You know, I just get tired of people being like, oh, all people that are HIV positive are, you know, dirty or promiscuous or, you know, hello, not everybody got HIV that way. And even if they are promiscuous, you know, we're all adults. Hello. (laughs) So... And those are just, the, I think the words themselves are just derogatory words used towards those people. So I don't, uh, so, you know, like, yeah. you know, so and that, that's, that was kind of my thoughts about it. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's funny because, um, like I was saying, I did a, I was performing this weekend in Florida, and uh, I performed with Daniel Bauer, who is uh, the official successor to Harry Houdini. And, mm-hmm. um he he talks about, you know, about the whole HIV thing. He goes, you know, the, the one thing that it is is he is the human part. The the I and the V is something that we have to manage. And and I, I like how he says that because it that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think, and I, yeah, and I think that's what you are trying to get across in the, um, with this campaign. Um, it's, you know, words hurt, and uh, they, they certainly do. And 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 words oftentimes um, can be they can devalue a person. And the more you hear, and the more you see the the you know drug and disease free or or I'm clean, UB two. That's demoralizing, and, and it, it, it just it kills you on the inside because now it's not just – now we're not just talking about um, – because it's actually now making a value judgment on, on someone, and I think that is the hardest part to, to deal with. Agreed. So kudos. Sorry. So kudos to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And one, I just real quickly want to um, also throw the phone number out there again. I do see a lot of people on hold. If you actually want to speak on air, press the one button so we know you want to come on and you're not listening uh, to the show just through the phone. You can reach us here at 347-215-9442 and, again, press the one button. Um, have you guys ever experienced any HIV-related stigma yourself? I mean, I mean, I, I only, Scott speaking, um, I actually, you know, face with it because um, I'm I'm so closely involved and so associated, and, and you know, you know, co-founded a, a HIV organization. Um, a lot of people just assume that I had HIV. I got a lot of um, messages on on Facebook of people saying like I, I didn't know. I'm so, like you know, and that that whole so doodle. And then um, and that right there is like, well, just because I'm, you know, actively trying to change something that is pro- a problem in this world and for some, for, you know, millions of people, does that, that, that makes me like, um, that makes me, you know, HIV positive. But, so, but for the most part, I never really addressed it. I never, people always ask me, like, my, like even my own, my own mother, she's like, why don't, um, are you ever going to like tell people you're HIV negative? I'm like, no, I don't think that really is, is the point. It's not, it doesn't matter. Um, and at least with what we're trying to do. The only place that matters is the whole HIV neutral um, idea is that um, is the positive and negative positive, people yeah. working together to to change HIV. Um, Chris speaking, yeah, I, I've I've experienced 
experienced stigma both, you know, externally and internally. I was depressed for a very long time because I, of my own personal views of HIV that I didn't even, I had never really addressed before. And um, also, you know, I mean, there was a Huffington Post interview by um, Nathan, Nan- Nathan Mansky from I'm from Driftwood that he interviewed me during this year's AIDS Lifecycle Ride. And, um, you know, one of the biggest biggest motivators for me to do all of this was there was a, a party this past year and, um, well, earlier this year, actually, and there was a kid in my room, we were going through photos, and at any rate, he was friends with some of my friends that I that I was there with, and he said, oh, look at this kid right here, and I was like, okay, you know, he goes, he has AIDS, that's disgusting, and he just went on and on and on, and not realizing that the guy's bedroom that he's standing in, that he's talking to, is HIV positive, and I'm sitting there going, Oh my God! I want to throw this kid through my closet door. That's a mirror, by the way. And but then I backed up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my HIV meds and I'm going to go to bed. And he thought I was joking, and then he realized I wasn't, and like all of the color came out of his face. And I took oh, my sure. medicine and I said, you know, I have to do this every day, and so does he. And just because you were dancing with him does not mean that you were going to get HIV. It does not mean that you're going to get AIDS. And by the way, HIV and AIDS are not the same thing. So before you speak in the future, you should know what you're talking about. And by the way, get out of my room. And so um, that was that was one of the biggest thing, catalysts for all of this was this moment of extreme anger where I just chose to not result in physical violence, but rather take my HIV meds <laughs> and start an organization. So, yeah. I think that's awesome because I'm the type of person where if somebody is saying that, I take the moment to educate them, just like you mm-hmm. did, you know what I mean? And maybe sometimes I'm sarcastic about it, but I think that's what we need to do as people living with HIV to break down the wall of stigma. You know what I mean? People people don't look like Philadelphia. We don't look like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like we're living, we're healthy, and we're doing stuff. So I think when those times come up and somebody's living with HIV and they're experiencing that, they should try to take that moment and educate the people. Exactly. To remove the elephant graphic is, is about too, is just kind of saying, like, you know, you see so many people when they, when they say HIV or something at the dinner table, I got a restaurant to whisper it or something, and it's just like, why are you whispering? Like, it's 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 just you know, it's it's a disease. It, you know, it's it's just like diabetes. You know, you just have to um, you just have to you can talk about it. You don't have to be so you know hush hushed about it. It's not like it's it's not taboo to talk about HIV. But um, but that's actually something that we're going to address in our next um campaign. The whole um idea of not being able to tell it what HIV looks like. Right. I, I got to tell you what I, I had a funny, and it's it's not um, well it, it's a funny stigma story, um, if there are such things. So uh, I get this message from this guy, and uh, he goes, "Are you really HIV positive?" 
And I wrote back to him and I said, no, I just make it up just so you'll ask that question. I said, of course I am. Why? why, why? <laughs> it's, but it, it, he, then he, he, he writes me back and he says, oh, my God, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, you just look so healthy. And I said, stop. Stop right now. You're making it worse. <laughs> You're digging yourself in. But it, it, so there is that, there still is that perception of um, if you are HIV positive, then you must automatically have AIDS and you must, you know, weigh 93 pounds. And, you mu- you know, there's, there's these musts in, in their thinking. And, and, uh, and this is, so I, I think what you're doing and, and um, what some other folks are doing just by getting their faces out there and being seen and, 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 and throwing themselves out there, I think that is breaking down the wall. Because exactly. there's all there's all these um, um there's all these like ideas or there's all these campaigns that you see where they say they, you know they're calling you know the faces of HIV, um but the truth is like uh, from our perspective HIV has no face I mean HIV is HIV is a human face and that's it yeah you know? so anyway that's 100 percent correct, and I think what I love the most is I, see, I didn't know Scott that you were negative. I just assumed, like everyone else probably did, that if you mm-hmm. were doing this, that you were probably positive. So I think knowing that you are negative, I think that makes it even better. Knowing that there is one positive, one negative, representing both sides of the spectrum, who are breaking the stigma down together. So I applaud you for putting your face out there and allowing people to assume. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> it's got to be tough. It, it, so you gotta. I mean, the, are you gonna lead by example? I guess. Uh huh. Well, you, you have you. to. I mean, and and that's kind of the way I look at it. Is you can't lead from behind. Exactly. You, you've got you, you got to get out there, and you got to and and it takes. And I'm and I hate to say this, but but you know I I don't know if it takes courage or guts or what it is, but those of us who are out there and in, in you know in talking about it. We're doing this because there are other people out there who can't do it, and and I think that's why we all have this place. And I and I'm so thrilled that we have a a pause ally in 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 you guys. And um, now now so okay, I'm gonna get this wrong. Um, Scott, you're. Who, which one of you is positive? <laughs> I don't remember. Scott's negative. <laughs> Scott's negative. Chris is positive. All right. <laughs> so, you know, it's I, – I like that, you know, you. it's just – it's nice. It's nice to have that balance. And like you said, you're you're bringing a neutrality to it. Exactly. That's, um, that's the goal. And, you know, I just think it's important, you know, because we do so much marketing and advertising that – you know, us having both of our perspectives, you know, being the positive guy and him being the negative guy, that we can try to address stigma from both angles because, as we all know, stigma affects both positive and negative people. So, um, you know, and again, you know, like you just said, you know, the we're doing this because, you know, other people can't. And, you know, that that's kind of another one of the big motivators of this entire campaign was, you know, Harvey Milk back in, in, in this, when he was rallying for people to come out 
come out wherever you are, encouraging them to come out about their sexual orientation. You know, now today people, you know, there's glee, you know, because people knew people that, you know, were gay and gay was no longer something that was taboo to talk about. You know, now it's personal. And so the same thing goes with HIV. You know, the more I talk to my friends and family about HIV, the more they know. So, you know, that's that's what's so important about us living openly about it and talking about it. So, Absolutely. I think it's awesome. Absolutely. So um, we actually are down to the last couple minutes. flew by. Um, can you tell us, well, we gave out your website, thestigmaproject.org. What do you have coming up? Um, that you can talk about. You talked about the the, the closer, right? You said that you're going to be launching, a, I guess, a store where you're going to be able to purchase merchandise with your logo on it, which is awesome. Um, but what else do you have coming up, uh, you know, down the line? October 1st, our ambassadors program launches. We'll be selecting ambassadors, you know, up until, you know, for the next few weeks, we're going to be going through the applications and selecting the about ambassadors, and additionally, we will be announcing our board of directors um, sometime in the next week and a half, which is really exciting because we have some amazing people on our board, and cool. um, we're really excited. Um, yeah, we're, we're I'm doing the AIDS walk here in Los Angeles too, where I'm raising money for APLA. Yeah, we have a team, so we're looking for participants and donors for that. And that'll be posted, I'm sure, on your Twitter and Facebook, right? Yes. Yes, and then um, our fall, of course, our fall campaign will launch in sometime in, in September. So we look forward to that. <laughs> we'll be doing a lot more video. We're going to be doing video-based campaigns coming up as well, um, and start using our YouTube page a bit. So look look forward to um, really cool, inspiring, motivational PSAs. Cool, we can always use those. Yeah. can never get enough of those inspiring PSAs. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining us for the hour, Chris and Scott. Um, what an amazing project you're doing. And uh, we are big fans here at Pause I Am. And if there's anything that you ever want to come back and talk about or you want to work together with, me and Jeremy, we got your back. Well, thank, thank you. you. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah, because I'm going to be selling out that ambassador thingy. Yeah, we are. <laughs> awesome. We look forward to it. I'm going to uh, work you guys it, have, baby. <laughs> you guys have a great night, and thanks again for sitting in with us. All right. Well, thank, thank you. you. Bye. Gentlemen, Bye. keep up the good work. Thank you. Bye-bye. So, again, guys, you can find more information on Chris Ricci and Scott McPherson and The Stigma Project by going to thestigmaproject.org. What an amazing project. Those guys are just great. I mean, um, the work that they're doing is amazing, and I, I applaud them for everything that they do. Well, you know, it, it it is something that hasn't been done before, and it just is a um, it it really is it's it to me it's cool, you know it, it's yeah. it's cool it's informative, and it's a conversation starter. Yeah, for me, I like to explain it as taking the bull by the horns. That's exactly what I feel they're doing. Yeah, yeah. To speak in cliches, May, you know what? Let's let's do that next show. Let's speak in cliches the entire show. And maybe I I think we should do that. Well, we'll work on that. Remember, next week we are actually off, so we won't be here Labor Day weekend. The week after that, the night we will be speaking with Dee DeBargo, 
and she's a trans woman who is living with HIV, so we're going to be covering that topic probably for the second time in the four years that we've been doing the show. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. For more information on Jeremy, you can go to PositivelySpeaking.com. More information on myself, the show, and past interviews, you can go to POSIM.com. I hope you all have a great night, and we will close off with um, a PSA. Have a good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Talk to you in a couple weeks. I contracted a preventable disease from a guy that looks good and smells good but never mentioned that he had HIV. But he is not to blame. I should have loved myself enough to protect myself. But through it all, I found self-love and it's the greatest thing I ever felt. I was never less than or equal to AIDS but always greater. I just realized that not caring for myself or my body, I was my biggest hater. I am author of the naked truth, Marvin Brown, and I am greater than AIDS.